It's a Stretch for Podcast, your weekly look at hoops, hip-hop, culture, and life from me, Aaron Herzog, and my partner, the birthday boy <laughs> himself. I took away your agency to it's introduce okay. yourself. Happy it's birthday, okay. Keenan. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Feels good. No yeah. place I'd rather be. Yeah, then you know, then, then right I, here. I realized that when I what we scheduled our recording for Friday this week, and I realized when I woke up today, I was like, "It's Keenan's birthday," and I was like, <laughs> "Why did you schedule a podcast on your birthday?" <laughs> but I'm it's glad. A great gift. I'm glad that we're here. It's a gift from you to the world. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. The the uh, the ability to talk hoops, hip hop culture, and life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody wish Keenan a happy birthday. If you're listening to this right now, stop what you're doing. Send him a message if you already haven't. <laughs> and you know what? If you already did, send him another message that says like, do it again. yeah, do it again. I'm listening to the podcast and I want to say happy birthday and also I'd let you know that I'm listening messages. to the podcast. That's that's the best gift you could give. Yeah. Yeah. Keenan, I, I basically, um, because of who I am, center my whole entire birthday around what foods I want to eat. Do you have any sort of, <laughs> do you have any sort of, uh, uh, mental issue, mental and psychological <laughs> issues that you center your whole birthday around? Um, so when, when I was younger, um, I was definitely a, a, a big, and still am a, a big fan of, uh, of shrimp. And so I would, it, I would, I would, you know, always look forward to some sort of like, shrimp feast nice. uh for my birthday um this year i don't know i don't know that i'm you know i don't know that i'm looking forward to anything in particular quite honestly um i haven't even figured out what i'm gonna eat for dinner i've been like it's been a very low-key uh birthday for yeah. me simply because um Tomorrow's Maggie's birthday. So mm. uh in my mind, I usually look at this as like, okay, let's get excited for her birthday. Wow, um, what a guy. Yeah, you know, that's I I I haven't really been a huge birthday person. Um so yeah, I I I rarely I rarely think of mine and and, and look forward to hers. So yeah, I don't uh I don't like make a big deal externally about my birthday. I don't right. like want to bother a bunch of other people, but I inter I internalize my birthday. I want to have a nice quiet day, <laughs> maybe walk around, maybe go to a movie and just eat t- too much food of like things that I enjoy. Yeah, that sounds um, like a great day. But in the same way, like uh, very similar, like Lauren's birthday is very shortly after mine, not back to back. But mm-hmm. so I, I but I want to like make sure that like hers is special yeah, <laughs> like yeah. hey what are you and like she's like i don't know let's do something let's go to a nice dinner or something but <laughs> right 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 uh yeah, keenan i have a disappointing shrimp story for you i went to korean oh, barbecue no. last night okay have have you been are you aware of yeah, um, yeah, yeah okay yeah i i because i don't know i don't i've never i never did it i never even heard of it until i moved to la mm-hmm. Like okay. in terms of like the all you can eat, sit down, pick different meats off a menu, cook it on cook your it, own table. Cooking it yourself, yeah. And in our last round of orders, we got some shrimp and they came out and I forgot. I forgot about, I forgot that shrimp are sometimes whole animal shrimp. Mm. I forgot that they're not like already cleaned 
and went and deheaded. And these full yeah. animals came out, and I was like, "Oh, nope. I did the wrong thing." <laughs> and we like we grilled them up, and you know we cut their heads and tails off with with the with the scissors. But like they still have like the vein, and it's like I don't even I'm I'm trying to pick around it, and I'm like I messed up. And then I was I was extra yeah. I was uh, I was extra pissed at myself for doing this because it's the last. It's the last order. We're not ordering anything else. Oh, we already decided yeah. that this is done. So there's like, you, you know, we ordered. Good, though. Yeah, we ordered three different things. So there were like, and the other two were good. But to have a disappointment in the last order, it's like, yeah. oh, it's ending it. That's that's the way I think about meals, you know? No, no, I'm with you. Um, you want to build yeah. to something. Yeah, no, I, I've, I've, been, uh, I've been known to, you know, curate a final bite of a meal yes uh-huh you know just because you want to make it you want to make it good you know yeah well end th- on a high but you know we also had some uh some some pork spare ribs and uh garlic pork belly on that last order so okay, okay. there were high there notes there, there were high go. notes involved <laughs> that sounds great oh speaking of high notes the high notes of our episodes lately have been our starting fives. You all know yeah. it. We yeah. di- we discovered something wonderful yeah. in this segment. Uh, yeah. And if you don't love it, please tell us because it's rapidly taping, taking up <laughs> most of our episodes. But this week's starting five, we're we're wrapping it up in Hoops Talk. We're bringing it back to the Sixers. And we're doing a starting five of uh, deadline deals we might like to see the Sixers make. And you're like, yeah. well, you might be thinking right now, uh, well, is it like, one of each position like is your point guard right, going to be right. a point guard you'd like to say no 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 come on we're not that simple we're not that simple minded <laughs> these are conceptual what is a point guard type of deal it maybe yeah. it is for a point guard and and keenan if you made all of your five position based exactly no, i'm not, sorry for calling ex- you they're simple not, minded they're not they're not exactly lined up no <laughs> um no, but it's like what what type of deal fits the vibe of a point guard? What type of deal fits the vibe of a shooting guard? Or what you know, what deal yeah. in general? Yeah, I, I I believe uh we both took different paths of uh creating our starting fives. I did For types sure. of deals, Keenan did exact deals. <laughs> so once again, we've got a a, a great range of conversation keenan do you yeah. want to kick it off do you want to kick off with your point guard of a deal sure sure so um i will preface this with my deals all make sense from a salary cap position um i cannot say that both gms would necessarily be down on both deals i think okay uh, i think daryl morey sh- could and 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 should be uh on board with all of my deals but i don't know if necessarily opposing gm okay and uh, i believe i believe the way the way that we worded (laughs) this is our starting five deals to bring home the sixers a championship yes correct so these are like we're swinging we're 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 kind of trying to line up the same we're not just like what might be out there for them we're like how how do we believe they can they can win a title how how do we get a chip exactly um so my number one number one uh point guard of a deal uh is a deal with chicago um it is not the one you're thinking of 
Um, thinking of many. There's <laughs> a, there's at least three options. Here you go. So four. yeah, there's four Chicago options. <laughs> so this one involves two. Um, outgoing from the Sixers. Um, sorry to see you go, but don't leave the door open on your way out. Uh, Robert Covington, Mo Bamba, Jaden Springer, and draft compensation. Okay. Uh, for Alex Caruso mm-hmm. and Andre Drummond. Okay, I like it. I like this. So here's why I'm calling this a point guard of, of, a, of a deal because it, it's it's locking down things on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I think we got a, a good thing going um, with our rotation. Um, and so really we're nitpicking at like some of the, what, what do we need necessarily? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so basically this is an upgrade more or less uh, Alex Caruso over D'Anthony Melton. Cause they mm-hmm. kind of, they kind of do the same things, but I think Alex Caruso is a little better offensively um, and probably defensively as well. Yeah. Um, just, just a slightly better player with a championship pedigree. Um, and then we don't really, I like, I love Paul Reed. Um, we we still don't really have a backup center, and I little I'm, Paul Reed is still a little experimental. He tries yeah. so hard, and sometimes he makes mistakes. And like he's a he's that's a great. I want him on the team. Yeah, I want him on the sure. team. I want him to grow. I want him, but like he's too risky to. And you know, in the playoffs, he's not going to get center. big minutes. But you need right. somebody a little more solid, a little more dependable. And a little less yeah. risky when it comes playoff time. Yeah. And that's not to say that Andre Drummond doesn't come without risk. Drummond's known yeah. to do some dumb things every once in a while. But th- is that um, because he's on the Bulls and he just sometimes wants to pull down a rebound and go coast to coast? <laughs> pull I mean, the he ball did it, behind he, his back, he, throw, he did throw it here too. Pass. He he did it, he did it in his time here too. But um it I'm I'm thinking from more from a sense of um one from a size matchup, I think he fits better in a slower game than Paul Reed does. Paul Reed, if you're mm-hmm. going, if you're, if it's a track meet up and down, great backup center. Yeah. Um, in a slower game, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take, a, you know, drum where every possession counts. He's gonna rebound the hell out of the ball. Yeah. Um, he's not gonna play great defense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm openly accepting that but um i think i think he could be a a a solid rotation player in the playoffs should he need to start i'd be okay with starting him you know if if Embiid was hurt i'd feel much better about starting him than i would starting paul reed i mean if it comes down to that chips out the window anyway so (laughs) sure but you know to, to to get me a couple games to get me through a game or two I'll tell you this. I feel no, much better. I feel the opposite. I would rather start Paul Reed. But I feel I feel like Paul Reed is a more like uh, yeah, if Embiid was out, I would rather have the Sixers start Paul Reed, but as like a dependable backup to Embiid. That's fair. Drummond might be the guy. That's fair. I'm I can I'm going I'm going to use that to transition into my pick for yeah. point guard cuz it's the exact type of move that you just laid out. And and mm. I did, you know, I didn't do exact moves, but I did I did styles of moves. And mine would be uh, you know, some sort of some sort of 
two-player move where the Sixers send four to five players out, draft picks out, and get two different pieces where they're like kind of not adding any stars, not adding any big name players, but they're getting two pieces to solidify like the middle to end of their rotation, you know, like guys that are going to yeah. be like the eighth and ninth or like, you know, maybe like six, six through ninth best player on the team, yeah. you know, yeah. like, and I, I don't know. I just like put some, some, specific guys you know guys like maybe kelly olinick dorian finney smith a malcolm brogdon jeremy grant combo platter from the from the blazers wow Wow. that's expensive i I put detroit bogdanovich on this list but i think he might be a little bit above that i don't know if they bring in detroit bogdanovich and another player I originally had mm. Caruso. I originally had Caruso on this list, but moved him to a different type of move because I thought that he might be a little too expensive. But your uh, your Caruso and um, Drummond makes no. a little bit more sense. But no. yeah, it's the exact type of move. I don't know what other type of players who might be available kind of fit into this category. You know, I don't think any well, of the guys maybe one of the role players on like the wizards who might be, you know, uh, yeah, that's starting to scrape that. That'd be, that'd be a lot of the the nine side of that six to nine player. Um, yeah. It, it's interesting. You mentioned Bogdanovich. Um, the player I could see if it's just a two team deal, the player I could see you also adding there would be Joe Harris. Okay. Just for like, yeah, a, that makes sense. Just for like a change of scenery. Yeah. Um, he's gotten a little, He's gotten a little one-dimensional in his age, but mm-hmm. um, even more so than he than he than he has been. But I think he'd be fine. Um, in a in a, I think he'd be better in a, on a better team and yeah. in um, in the playoffs where the game slows down. Um, there's less concern about him being out of place defensively because the game's gonna be a little a, a little slower. Yeah. I also categorize this as like guys who would be good in the rotation, but not be like perfect fits, you know, because sure, like sure. moves that you're yeah. like, OK, this strengthens it up, but it's not like a here we go type move. like plug and plug and play type of thing. But it's, yeah. it's something that Nick Nurse would have toys. You know, if you give Nick Nurse things yeah. mm-hmm. and options a little can more figure out what to what to do. Yeah, because the Sixers are pretty deep right now, but it just like strengthens and solidifies that depth, like that type of move, you know, because they have like some guys right now in the rotation who probably won't be in the playoff rotation, but you want to give them minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's just like kind of like folding the 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 sword over itself once again to give it like one more layer of strength <laughs> yeah yeah no, i like that that's a good way to put it what's your shooting guard type move keenan all right so if we're go- if we're a shooting guard we're just worried about putting points on the board right mm-hmm. um so what do we do that doesn't really upset the uh the apple cart too much um this one is a lot of ifs but there's a good chance gordon hayward's getting bought out because I can't really see okay. anyone giving up assets yeah. for that mm-hmm. deal. Uh, and if he's on the Hornets after the trade deadline, it's kind of like, why? Why continue paying him? So um, I would imagine he gets bought out. Uh, if you could have Gordon Hayward for just money. For money, yeah. 
and it's not great. assets, yeah, I'll take him. I'll take him in a heartbeat. Worst case scenario, he goes down, you know, <laughs> with with some sort of injury. Yeah, and you're it's just not the end of the world because you didn't really give up anything. And you're just competing with other teams who might want to sign him. Does he want right. to like which is what? De- Denver, the Lakers, Denver. Boston. Yeah, I was I was thinking maybe the Lakers. I couldn't see Boston. Yeah. Would he um, want to go back to Boston? Yeah, I don't I don't know that he well, I don't know, because he and Brad Stevens do have a, a good relationship, but yeah. Um yeah, I I think I think of the teams that would be in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't I think, think Denver give Indiana Indiana, Indiana might, maybe might go Indiana for like, a, that's a good that would be a like a one. buyout. Yeah. Bring but, bring the I mean, butler boy home. Yeah, but the Sixers mm-hmm. could the Sixers, I feel like that they would be one of his top options. Indiana would scare me if he like that would that be worrisome. But, yeah, but then if if he goes to Indiana, you're like you're you're conceptually worried. Yeah, yeah, but you know that he's probably going to get hurt. That's the only thing. That's also true. My my uh, my two guard was taking a shot, taking a big swing, okay. taking a okay. big swing, and I also. Uh, categorize this as like players they would go for and i probably wouldn't be happy about it so it's like kind of <laughs> going for a big name going for a big star this is a type of move you know that would bring in like zach levine dejounte murray sure. donovan sure. mitchell sure jordan clarkson he's not like a huge name but like It'd be an interesting know. one it would be an I, interesting I, one i would be you happiest know, with, with like a big swing a big yeah well because he would cost the least yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he probably doesn't really belong in this category, um, but it would be a big swing, cost sure. a lot of your assets, and also be like, I don't know how this fit goes. Luckily, the Sixers right. have said they're not really considering. Well, they they said at one point that they would be in on Mitchell, um, but they said they're not considering Zach Levine or Murray. Um, you know, Pascal Siakam was one of those players. They said they weren't really considering. Uh, who all who all go into this in who who else do you think you know any any other type players that might fit into this category that uh, so Kevin it de- Durant it depends. <laughs> yeah I mean that's a that's a whole other conversation but um I'm I don't know how I feel about DeMar DeRozan and whether he fits that list he because might, I, he might be yeah but like, I don't know how much he costs. Probably t- right. more than you would want to give up for him. Right. And it's like also where does the fit it, how's the fit? Yeah. Cuz like he he and Embiid operate in the same place. Yeah. So I would I, I would actually yeah. if Durant was available I would put him into a into a different uh into a into a different category of move that I have coming a little bit later cuz this is guys these are guys that I feel like it would be a big swing and you're taking a chance, you know, not just like, not yeah. like a big yeah. swing, but it's a great, a great fit. Yeah. Which yeah. I see, which, which is coming later in my, to, <laughs> who's okay. your, okay. what's your small forward type of, type of deal, Keenan? So my small forward is for a small forward. Um, well, for a combo forward, um, but uh, it's a deal that is um, it's one of the few deals on this list that's like committing somewhat significant money to the mm-hmm. future. Um, 
but I think it's a young enough player that it makes sense. Now, again, I will preface this with, I don't know if I would do this if I were San Antonio, but (laughs) um, Kelton Johnson. He's yeah. uh, Yeah. He's a great, a great trade candidate. Yeah. So my my deal is is Kelvin Johnson and Charles Bassey because I need us getting back, <laughs> you know, a, a, a center and and one that at least knows the org. Um, Kelvin Johnson and Charles Bassey uh, for the guy with the key to the city. Yeah, um, he's got the he's his contract is that's uh, yeah his contract is the key to the city. Yeah, um, Daniel House just money wise. I don't know. It can be for whoever you want it to be. Yeah. Um, and uh picks here's here's where it gets complicated yeah it it's picks and it's at least a first and two seconds but it's probably two firsts mm-hmm. if we're if we're being honest about what the market rate's gonna be yeah because mm-hmm. uh, Kelvin Johnson is what 24 still? yeah he's like 24 he's, yeah yeah so, I was just I yeah I know that because I was just looking up potential Sixers <laughs> trade targets. Yeah, so like it it that'd be it'd be a tough one it'd be a tough one for the Spurs to get off. Like you give, um, that's all expiring money for them, which is great for them. Um, between Morris and House, um, so you just free up the the twenty million a year that that Kelton Johnson's giving you, because uh, he's under contract for I think another three years after this season or four years after the season. Um, so you get, get off of some money. He's kind of already fallen a little, not out of the rotation. Cause he's still, I yeah. think he, he might play the most minutes, but he's not, I don't think he's starting for them at this point. Is he? I don't know. Um, it's like, they seem to want to move him. Yeah. He's, he's like had a, he's had a role decrease, um, mm. but he's still producing. Um, and he's, you know, when you look at it, you're like, 20 million for a 24 year old guy that's that's putting up 18 a game. Yeah. 7 17 18 a game is not bad. Um now, is that 17 18 because somebody's got to score? <laughs> sure. It's not it's it's not terribly inefficient, um which is promising. Um and he kind of does he's like and I don't he, he's like Toby Light. Yeah, I don't think know? he's the type of guy who's going to come in and demand like he would be the the fourth option on the team and i don't think he's going to yeah. like be upset that he's yeah. you know yeah. an option behind joel Embiid and and maxi and no. whoever else it would, um, it would it would be it, it would basically be like having a a younger a younger toby. toby yeah a younger cheaper toby on this team Kind of who's perfect. a better defender. Yeah, he's a better defender. Uh-huh. He's a little who's smaller, a... but he's a better defender. Yeah, it'd be a great move. Yeah, so he could slot into Toby's role. Yeah, I actually in, have in him, three years forward. I have him listed on uh, on another on another uh, move that I will get to in a little bit. But my small forward, I saw this. You know, small forward comes down to do it all. I I thought of it as perfect fit, perfect player, one move. Mm. the one move solution and okay. Okay. it's the one that's not realistic but it's the one we all want and it's michael bridges <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the I'd one sure i would love that yeah i don't i don't you know it's the empty out the coffers it's the take ben simmons back 
for it. It's <laughs> if you have to, you know, take any junk salary that they have on there, you know. God. I don't think it's there, but it's the you know the pipe dream. This would this would be exactly what they need. Sure, I mean that, I, I've I, it, that's such a pipe dream to me that I've never even tried to make it work. It's so sad that it's a pipe dream. <laughs> it's so sad because it's just like you know we all know the circumstances. We don't need to talk about it. Who's your power forward? Oh, uh, my power forward. So. It's a guy that, like, when I think about four, it's a guy that in today's league could help you win games. Um, might not necessarily be the most obvious piece, but if you use it correctly, um, they can be advantageous for you. Um, walk with me because this is a weird trade. Okay. Um, the Sixers uh, give up Tobias Harris uh, and Mo Bamba. Okay. Now you 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 hear up give up Toby, you're like, oh, this is a home run type of swing, right? I don't not I don't yeah. I don't think so. But okay. Um we trade them to the Lakers. Oh uh for D'Angelo Russell, uh Rui Hachimura, okay, and Christian Wood. <sighs> That's <sighs> and probably you know, draft compensation, if we're being honest. From the Lakers? From the Lakers. I mean if I if I'm if I'm Daryl, I would I would be like we're helping you out. I would ah, that's a very interesting move. Cause it does mm-hmm. like it's like a couple role players. Yeah. Losing Toby for that doesn't hurt as much, you know. Yeah. Let me let me give you my reasoning here. Rui Hachimura and Toby uh are not as different as they might seem on face value because I think they do they would do the same things well in our offense mm-hmm. Brewery's going to shoot the three a little worse um, but I think he would actually rebound for us a little better yeah. um, he's a less versatile defender um, but not by much and he's really, it's just, he's a little slower, I would say, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but Voodoo gives you a genuine point guard, which we don't, well, uh, let me rephrase that because we, we have plenty of genuine point guards on the team. He's, he gives you a genuine starting point guard um, on the team. He gives you a potential big shot maker mm-hmm. uh, at the end of a game. Um and then you get Christian Wood as a competent backup big, yeah. Um, as a as an improvement over Mo Bamba. Yeah. Um, Again, do I, I don't know. Is that a move that the Lakers do? I think so. Here's why: Voodoo's already out of the rotation, or not mm-hmm. out of the rotation. He's out of starting lineup. Um, I think they already regret the contract, even though there's not that much money left, or not there's not that much left of it. Mm-hmm. But I think they'd rather get off of that money yeah. to have money for this offseason. Yeah. Yeah. Um Toby's a pro. Yeah. Like you could uh-huh. slot you could slot Toby in with LeBron and AD. I think that's a very interesting yeah. three-headed monster. Um, because everyone kind of does everything except for 
well, well yeah 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 it's 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 an interesting three-headed monster um and then you get rid of you get rid of toby's money yeah in the off season in the off season there are multiple things that scare me about a tobias harris trade and they don't like completely scare me where i'm like not open to it but one of them is just like you know his consistency on the team and his leadership sure. and his For like sure. consistency as a or not as consistent i was going to say his consistency as a player but that he's not consistent as a player his consistent presence and leadership on the team his, his then, availability yeah yeah the other the other thing about him though is like and uh the ricky sanchez podcast was talking about this recently but it's like when he's the good version of himself the team is so good and like losing key. losing that is i agree is but he's not consistently the good version of himself enough to completely keep him off any sort of like trade table you know for the right move well, and the and the thing is it if this, this was last year yeah i don't think we'd be having this conversation mm-hmm it's the fact that he's expiring and we know he's probably not coming back. Yeah. And here's the th another thing with this type of move, you still have you still have another move to make. You get rid of right. Toby for that package, Toby and, right. and Bamba for that package. You still can make another move. So it's not the final. Right. You can like pack, you know, cuz that almost adds that almost give that gives you more play. It gives you like three playable players in exchange for one because Bomba's right. not really in the rotation. So right. it like, it, and then it, it gives you the option to make another move to consolidate and like get down to yeah. your like nine man playoff rotation or, you know, agreed. agreed, whatever that's going to be. So that's another plus of that move. Uh, my power forward, uh, the type of deal I was looking at for power forward was the one player one one guy to bring in who kind of fits things more perfectly. So in it, it's not as big of a shot as it it might cost similar amount as like the the one for for my two guard, but it's it's mm -hmm. more of like a immediate fit, probably uh, lower ceiling, higher floor type of move, which okay. I included players like Caruso, Keldon Johnson, Laurie mm -hmm. Markinen. Uh, Atlanta Bogdanovich, okay. uh, Detroit Bogdanovich probably fits into this into this category. Bruce Brown is probably a player that fits into this category. That if Toronto is looking to move on from him, right, right. And what's uh, what is the window they have to do that? Because I don't know. I don't know how that just, works. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a guy I'd be interested in. But he did. Did he get routed? To, who who was the third team in that deal? He's in Toronto, so he got sent back. I don't. Is there a third team in the Siakam? Yeah, there was. There's a third team. There's a third team that was involved. I don't know. Let um, me try to look that up really quick. Yeah, because I, I I remember talking about it when when you know as that was getting like kind of leaked live on on Twitter, um, being like, yeah, I would love to somehow end up with Bruce Brown out of that deal. Um, if if we want to be the a Pelicans, team that's, involved, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, it says part of a separate trade. The Pelicans sent Kira Lewis Jr. and a 2024 second round pick to the Pacers and shipped 
Lewis. Who the heck is? Lu- oh, the Pacers then shipped Lewis to the Raptors. So the mm, okay. okay. So the Pacers got Kira Lewis from New Orleans and then shipped him to. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Brown so if, if, Brown's also in, on ended up in Toronto. Okay. So yeah, if he, I mean, listen, if Masai wants to move Bruce, Bruce Brown, sure. I'd be, I'd, I'd be happy to look at him. He's, yeah, I don't know uh, if he piece. fits. You know, there's a lot of speculation about that. I don't know if he fits the the Raptors, you know, timeline, their plans. Right. You know, he's he's 27, so he's not like old, but he doesn't, you know, he's like a he's a player who will win now. He's a win now team player. I throw another name at you. Nick Claxton. Yeah. As a backup um, center. As a backup center, he's he's expiring. He's relatively cheap, and like I can't imagine that Brooklyn, you know what, what's what's Brooklyn really playing for at this point? Yeah, um, you know, Brooklyn, just, just, Brooklyn's just, just an interesting like an, piece, an interesting team because Brooklyn's just one of those teams that like has a lot of pieces that other teams theoretically could probably, you know, use. Yeah, they're just not not good together on Brooklyn. So, I mean, that's like the perfect time to tear it all down when you have when you have valuable trade pieces that aren't working on your own team. Yeah. I mean, I guess in theory, they're a game out of the play the the play in series. But like, yeah, is that really where you you want to be be there? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly where you don't want to be. Yeah. Bottom out. Yeah. Yeah. There's such a that's crazy. There's such a gap there between uh between like 11, 12, 10, 11, yeah. 12, and then 13 through 15. I mean, the only thing with Brooklyn is that if they're looking to rebuild, all of the players on their roster that have value would just be going to teams that are ready to win. So you I mean, you even if you're getting first round picks for them, they're late first round picks. Well, that's that's why but I say still, Claxton. They should be looking to move because he's expiring. So it's like yeah. our, either either we're going to re up with this guy, or we get something for him get, yeah. before he walks. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, that's why I think he'd be an interesting piece. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it'd be tough in division. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's like, do you really? Yeah, how much do you want to send to Brooklyn? You know how how many future yeah. assets do you want to send to your individual? Well, and 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 likewise too. Do, do they want to send Damn us a piece us. that yeah. would, would you know that would solidify things for it? Um, you ready for my five? Yeah, give me your five. What's your five? Um, my five is Tim Pat. Do nothing, Keenan. That's also my five. We have the same Let's five. Go. It's and Let's that's go. It, the, my five is Joel Embiid. That's the, yes. that's the move. Let him yes. carry you as is. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I don't. Uh, realistically, mm-hmm. if they made no moves, I feel like they're the second best team in the East. And not that far behind Boston, and and Boston is a beatable team, sure. not making any moves. Sure, you know they just they just had a great game 
with the Nuggets. They've I feel like they've always played the Nuggets well. Yeah. I'm not scared of a matchup with the Nuggets. Is there a team in the West that like scares me matching up with them the way that the, they th- you know the Thunder that but that's it. Do you, the, the Thunder scares you? Based the th- on their... just because just because of their youth and length. Yeah. They don't they don't know they're not supposed to beat us yet, you know? Like <laughs> they're just they're they're you know, for lack of a better phrasing, young and long. So Yeah. That's tough. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like they are I don't feel like there's any team in the league that the Sixers aren't like that is like a Sixers killer. I wouldn't want to see the Clippers. But <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not concerned about that because the earliest we could see them is the finals and I don't see them making it out of the yeah. West. And I also don't think there are any teams in the league right now that like look that look unbeatable in general that are head and shoulders above any other teams when it comes yeah. to the when it comes to winning a title unless like the Nuggets are just in coast mode because they're going to turn it on come come the playoffs, you know. Sure, sure. Now. Yeah. yeah. But like I said, they're not. A, the Sixers are a good matchup for them. Yeah, yeah. They. they... I don't. I don't necessarily want to see them stand pat. I would like to see them make some sort of move, even if it's just around the edges or one of those consolidation moves where they turn like four guys into two or something like that. Yeah. That would make me feel a little bit better. Well, and and standing pat would would be contingent on Tobias Harris playing consistently. Yeah, mm-hmm. because if Being Toby's good, if Toby's Toby. who he can be, then then yes. I think you have the ability to stand pat. Yeah, mm-hmm. if he uh, if he is if he is good, Toby. Yeah, you know, yeah, four four games out of seven. That's that's the ratio <laughs> yeah, that's, that we need. That's him. All you need, that's we all need you him need. to be. Yeah, we need him to whatever that percentage comes down to. Just slightly more often than not. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, so you know that would that would really be the uh, the key piece there. That's yeah, that's exactly what I have as my five as well. Uh, I, I my six man was just a, a buyout, a buyout option. <laughs> you know, my my six man was Zach Levine because you could talk me into it, but I really wouldn't. I I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to start there. Yeah, you'd really have to talk me into it after the trade and about two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks after the trade, you could talk me into it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a tough one. It'd be a tough one. Oof. Keenan, what do you think about the? Uh, what do you? Uh, that's that's our starting five, by the way. Yeah. That's our nah, starting nah, five nah, for yeah. this week. Lots of six Sixers talk in the starting <laughs> five, wrapping it up, wrapping it up in the hoops. What do you What do you think about the uh, Siakam to, to Indiana move? You know, so I, I initially saw it and was like, oh, that seems like a lot for Siakam. Um, but then when you break down what the deal, what the the the, the first round picks are, it's really mm-hmm. a first and a second. It's not really two firsts, like based on yeah. what that pick will probably end up being. Um it's a it's a gamble for sure. I like there's part of me that's like I appreciate Indiana going for it here. Yeah. Um there's part of me that's like you have to there's there's part there's also part of me that's like get adam silver on the phone um with uh the tampering investigation started because like 
I feel like you, if you make that deal, you gotta know you're gonna re-sign Siakam. Yeah, because if it's a rental, that then it is a lot. No, I think um, I think they saw it as their chance to bring in a star level player and mm-hmm. keep him. Um, and I yeah, I think you know from what I heard on you know podcasts, uh, people said like Halliburton talked to him. So, you know, there was player to player talk of like, are sure. you going to resign with us? Which is, which is legal and, you know, very funny. It's funny that that's legal, rules you are, know, rules are arbitrary. Yeah. So like, why, why would any team ever tamper if they could just say to their player, like, just hey, say this, <laughs> Hey, do this for us. Tell, tell him that we would sign him for this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like it's, well, I guess it's, I guess you're not I guess you're not allowed to communicate that to the player, right? Who's, like, who's telling in that situation? Well, here's yeah, my, exactly. Here's my question: no, in no these investigations, tell, but like, what did they actually find out in these investigations? Like, who's who's saying? Oh, yeah, we talked about it early. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Do they like? sequester their cell phone their text messages or like their phone calls or something or like i don't know i just the more the more i think about them the more i am annoyed that we got in trouble for them because it seems like a a dummy move and and it will it seems like stuff that like everybody does and they it's like one of those things that they just decide when when and who to punish for it like like an ncaa violation yeah yeah uh-huh. It's just like, all right, we need to do we need to do something about this now for sure. some reason. Sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know. It just I I always question what actually goes on in those investigations. But um and yeah, I mean if if they can resign him, then like, yeah, that's an interesting piece. Um I admittedly I'm not the biggest Pascal Siakam as a difference maker mm-hmm. or as the difference maker. Yeah, guy. I'm I'm interested but, to see him as like, you know, like the the second guy again, you know, because sure. like that Toronto team, it's just been so weird. Like since Kawhi left yeah. and they still had like a very strong roster, but they didn't have like a guy on it, but they were still like a good team that just couldn't get get over the they were like a good team of like second and third options. Right, right. And and some of it's like, were you put in a position to to look good, or were you actually good? Yeah. You know, so this like, I want to have a, a a deeper talk about like team building and team building strategies. Um, and I don't I don't know exactly where to start it or how long it would take, but mm-hmm. like in in, how do you feel? I guess the question I want to ask is, is what do you feel like the perfect way to construct an NBA team would be? Like, you know, there's the, I'll just throw out some, some options, you know, there's the, there's like the heatles, right? You have Mm -hmm. three stars. Um, but for it to work, I guess there's like, but for it to work, you have to have three alphas who, sacrifice you know you yes, can't yeah, have the right the right, the right stars, time yeah. the right kind of guys the guys who are like team players who sacrifice who like no you know you have to have a bosh 
willing to be like, I'm definitely the, the I'm the clear three, the yeah. clear three, you know, um, which is like, you know, you have to have guys setting their egos aside. You know, Boston was a little bit like that when those guys got older. So it has to take like very specific circumstances for that to work. You know, to, if you have, you know, the two star approach, you still need to have one number one and a guy who's okay being the second option. I'll say this, and this is like a very niche, niche observation, but I don't think if you've got, if you're going with a big three, um, I don't think one of those three could be your point guard unless they are the clear three. Mm. Mm -hmm. Because if you have someone with the ball in their hands, that isn't necessarily wanting to defer. Yeah. That's where it gets, that's that's where it gets awkward. That's a good, that's a good observation. Yeah. You have to have somebody who is setting the tone, who's distributing the ball, who's, you know, um, yeah, that's very true. Like you need you, that, but Boston needed Rajon Rondo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know to make to make their three work. Um, you know the Heatles, none of them were bringing the ball up every time. You know mm-hmm. you had a Mario Chalmers there that that was there to just run the offense, and I think part of it is Harden just for who he is, but I think that's part of why some of Harden's situations have failed it's because he's got the because ball he's in his been hands the point all, guard all this time yeah i haven't watched much of the clippers is he running point how are they running their offense yeah russ went to the bench uh-huh um so yeah he's the so he's it, the point it, guard it is it's it's hardened ball hardened ball yeah but yeah. he's also not like you know his usage rate isn't he's distributing more you know he's playing differently yeah. He's, yeah. he's playing how we wanted him to play in Philly and refused to. After. Well, he did. He did for a while. He's playing yeah. how he normally starts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How we you did know? the first half of last year until he didn't yeah. make the All Star game, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens when he gets angry. And that then... is the thing. Every time he goes to a new place, he looks great. He plays along. He plays great yeah. basketball, and then something flips, and he like it. It turns off. And he completely changes the way that would, he, yeah. I would imagine it's one bit of criticism, you know. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, well, f this. I know, I know who I am, and I'm just gonna do what what makes sense for me." See, um, yeah, like, yeah. I'm just trying to go through like different like strategies, like team building. You have like, you have like the two star strategy. So like, say like the Kobe Shaq Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um. But there was definitely a I feel like I feel like most Lakers championships have been built using the two star method. So you have Kareem, you've Kareem Magic, where Kareem's the alpha and and Magic is the two for the yeah. first couple. And then it flips as yeah. Kareem gets older and yeah. Ma- and Magic is the and then you have the uh you know Shaq Kobe. Where yeah. Shaq is the alpha the whole time until Kobe yeah. thinks he is, and they get rid of Shaq because of it. Yeah, and then you have the the Kobe Gasol, Kobe Powell, and yeah. Kobe Powell, where Kobe's the the clear number one, yeah. and uh, and Shaq is the clear number two. I think this might be the best way to build well, the, the best 
because it it gives you more room with like the role players around it. I think what I think what you need there are clear specialists. Okay. Yes. You know. Oh, also, I'm sorry, I forgot the LeBron AD championship, the bubble, the bubble That's title. True. That's also true. built around two stars. The Mickey Chip, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you I think you need specialists there. Like you know, and and to be to be fair, you had worthy in the mix there in the 80s too. Um yeah. down the stretch, but like well, for like their the last title, he might have been the number two, and like Kareem right. was really the three. Like right, yeah. right. By that time, but like yeah, but like you need you need you need people that are playing a role. Like you can't just have three other starters. Like everybody mm-hmm. has to know their job. I think you can get away with when you have three stars. I think you can get away with just two people that are also there. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but when it's 1a 1b yeah or maybe one two one two um, yeah three because yeah i feel like egos egos come more into play when you have three stars it's managing yeah. egos when right. you have two stars it's managing the people around them more than it, it's making sure that you have yeah. the right pieces around the two stars. Yes. Yes. Then there's the there's the the one star and a bunch of solid player options, which you have it had you have to be perfect. There's no room for error. Yeah. Uh-huh. It would That's you the say the there. Toronto title is kind of like that? Or were there pieces around Kawhi too good? I would say no, it's probably like that because they all knew their role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, they all had a specific you know, job to do. The Iverson Sixers, they're not a championship team, but, and you know, they probably had no business going to the right. finals. Right. The fact that they made it that far. Yeah. But that is, you know, a way to build it. Yeah. You, you have to have one star and then a bunch of guys who are like very, very good role play. Like just no I mean, doubt hell, about at, it. Look at, look at those Rockets championships. Like, yeah. Yeah, Hakeem, like you had you had, good, you had really good role players, really good role like, player, but nobody else was even because it was older Drexler. He wasn't really a star anymore. Well, but he Sam Cassell, you know, yeah, you had you had like Vernon Maxwell, you had yeah. uh, you had Kenny, Kenny Smith, but like those were those were specialists. Like you can the get away with right, that. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So and and they were veterans. Um, so mm-hmm. like if you have us and even the 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 AI Sixers like those were veterans around him. Yeah. Um, the the Toronto team a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, but those were those were guys that kind of to be honest, Toronto kind of lucked into that championship too. So uh, well, a lot, well, I should Golden say a State lot of things hurt. fell their way. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh, so yeah, I it it's. I, I would agree with you. I think I think the two the two star strategy is probably the easiest, um, or like the the least amount of hurdles in that. Yeah, route. yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, well, yeah. y'all, you got to find the two stars, but then <laughs> right, right, and the, and they and they have to be, they can't be star capable. They have to be yes stars. Mm-hmm. Like they have to be. You're, you slot them in for fifty five. Yeah. What I'm we're trying to idea. say is it's hard to build the championship. <laughs> All of these paths are difficult. 
right. they all have different difficulties. And it's, I don't know, I I find it interesting to to think about the different difficulties that come up based on the the strategy that the team takes, you know? Right. Because right. then there's like there's the there's the no stars quote unquote way that isn't really it's that some people be like the Detroit Pistons, but like possible there were stars. There were stars. (laughs) Yeah. That that's more of like, it's more of like the, but like none of them were on the like level, you know, there were stars. Billups is a star. Rasheed Wallace was a star. Ben Wallace was a star. They were all borderline. They were all like, you know, you might say none of them were stars, but they were all all star. You know what I mean? They like yeah, Rip yeah. Hamilton, yeah, uh, Tayshawn Print. They were all either borderline all stars or actual all stars. You know, right, right. Like they might not have been, they might they might not have been top twenty players in the league, but they were top. They were all top thirty. You know, right, right, or forty maybe. All... You know. Yeah, they were all, I would say, all guys that had been an all-star. Yeah, everyone on that rotation except for Tayshaun was an all-star. Yeah, at some point. At some point, yeah. So, they're fine. 05-06, all four of them were all-stars. Yeah. How would you consider, what would you consider the... the Spurs. They're because like three. the three three stars. So you would yeah. consider three, three stars. Parker, Parker, and Ginobili as as like capital S stars, not just like yes. But here here's why: because Tony Parker was a star in his role. Mm-hmm. He may not necessarily have been. Uh, just from a pure talent standpoint, a star, but also people forget how good. I mean, they were fantastic, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I guess because they were all just like Spurs and they were all home. It's like, oh, they didn't like put together a super team. They just like drafted and developed well. Right. So it's not like like they were like star hunting. They just like got the right pieces. Cause I mean, you know, clearly Tony Parker and, and Ginobili are like, all timers like hall of famers you know yeah. i don't want to yeah. i don't want to say they're not stars but they're yeah. not like they, they never seemed at least to me like you know like i don't know billboard guys face of the they league don't... face of the league guys you know yeah yeah they and I, I like... think that's the san antonio part yeah you know but like on paper i think I think if you put Tony Parker's stats, if you put Tony Parker's career on mm. paper, you probably think he's a bigger person. And then you're like, oh, that's Tony Parker. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and then you also have Kawhi in the in the you know later seasons right. of that as right. those guys got older. Right. Wow, what a team. Even to, even down to like married to Eva Longoria. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's a st- that's a star move on paper. Yeah. So, uh, the, what about the da- the Dallas title? That's kind of like a one star and high level role players around him. No, I are you counting Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd. Who's the highly other? disagree? How do you? Okay, what is it? Is it Jason Kidd? 
Sean Marion. I mean, that's a that's a tough one because Tyson Chandler. I think it's I think it's one star. Maybe that's one that's one that's one star specialist. Yeah, that's the Kawhi. That's the that's the. It's very similar to the Raptors Kawhi. But again, veterans, high level, know your role players. You know, guys who like just would do anything to to win for that. You know, Jason was Jason Terry still on that team? You know, yeah, was Jet on that team? Yeah, Jet was on that team. Peja was on that team. Yeah, uh-huh. um, Rob Butler was on that team. Um, yeah, I mean that was a that was a that was a solid squad. That was a solid squad. Yeah. Um, I guess just a bunch. Yeah, just a bunch of veterans. Is what do you how how do you think you know? Um, a a team president or general manager is it based on what's available to them how they go about team building or do you think that they have like a strategy like do you think like certain general managers are like i'm going for stars and certain general managers are like i'm going for solid players around the board or is it just like i have to go with what i have you know like when you have like uh, yeah i think a lot of gms uh come in with a a plan and a and an identity mm-hmm. um but i think the successful ones are the ones that are that, that are adapt. adaptable i think yeah, yeah i think that's yeah because if you come in like too much and you're just like i have this system this is what i'm going to do yeah you can get and if it's just like i'm going for stars and that's all i'm going to do and you're stuck in that way you're gonna trade for the wrong stars you're gonna well yeah you know, it's just a high margin of error. you're gonna high margin but if you're adaptable if you're like okay i got this one guy how can i find pieces to fit around him mm-hmm. that's when you're gonna that's when you are going to be more successful for sure for sure that's for sure. i don't know that's how i see it that's how i would be a gm <laughs> you know i'd have so, a different uh, yeah. strategy based on the players on my roster <laughs> I think I typically I would I would lean more I would lean more money ball, you know, trying to find value in the margins, but you have to I I I think a lot of people that take that approach often don't take the move that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're you're worried about like maintaining that margin edge. And like sometimes you do have to just go for it, yeah. And it, it, it's like a balance of knowing when to do that, yeah. So that that's that's my thing. Obviously, my only experience here is like you know playing two K in GM mode, which <laughs> which I do a lot. Honestly, I probably play GM in career mode more than I uh, just play the games themselves, but. Um, yeah, I try to I try to try to make moves in the margins, but if there's an opportunity that presents itself that makes sense, you got to go for it. Yeah. Just like otherwise, life. are you trying to are you trying to just win or are you uh, trying to keep your job? Yeah, just like in life, you know, are you are you proactively planning things or are you just reacting to what what is in front of you? Right. Right. And sometimes. 
You know, yeah, you got to be you got to be ready to react, but you also got to be out there being proactive about things as well. Right. You can be Sam Hinkie and have the longest view in the room. But if your view's too long, but you have to have something you're missing at, what's there. Yeah, you have, well, yeah, you have to have something at the at the end of that or not at the end, but like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. You can't miss. You can't, can't you can't the miss opportunities in front of you. Yeah. Hmm. At some point you got to putt. You can't lay up every time. At some point That's you got to putt. When your when when your view is as long as the Sixers were at that time, there weren't a whole <laughs> lot of moves right in front. I mean, you know, there weren't a sure. whole lot of moves right in front of you. Sure. Sure. And and we I think we're thankful that you know, you maintain that long view because some some of the 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 moves in front of, front of you don't have you take and beat likely mm. because there's a healthy player that can help this team grow now that's available yeah you and know? you took a so, center the yeah. the last right. draft right right so it work it works out sometimes yeah and sometimes you draft Jalil Okafor <laughs> or sometimes you trade up for Markel Fultz when the Celtics were going to take Jason. Yeah, anyway. that wasn't hinky though. So <laughs> sure, sure. No, that wasn't. Yeah, that wasn't hinky. That wasn't hinky. Uh, I just finished reading that uh, that Sixers book, uh, tanking to the top. It's like oh, uh, it's, not familiar. You know, just a a, a full breakdown of it. It's very good. Uh, the author's uh, Yaron Weitzman. He's been a guest on the the Ricky podcast, and it's just. It's just a reminder of all the moves, all the things, all the crazy stories that happen, like, you know, and it does like a good like background on the Sixers. It starts with like, you know, talking about Sixers in the 90s, talking about the Iverson Sixers, talking about all the like everything that happened, like, you know, the Iverson trade, the post the post Iverson years, the, you know, building up to like a middling, a middling team and then like, you know the team getting sold and and the new ownership like buying into the rebuild and everything and then just like oh my god just all the things that happen man that's ridiculous like i i keep waiting for the 30 for 30 on it yeah like it sounds like this book uh like give me the the retro uh spec that i need and it's like for the most part it's it's all stuff that i remember but like but there were some little points that I either didn't know or never, never heard before, you know? Right. Right. Gives me, you know, new, not newfound, but renewed respect in like Joel Embiid's journey and how amazing that is with like all the shit that he had to go through and all the setbacks yeah. and all the, like, you know, the, the like clowning the team took and like how he was like a big, a big part of that and yeah for all sure. the stuff he was going going through in his personal life you know like not seeing his family his little brother dying like being separated yeah. from them for that long and like yeah yeah i didn't know that like he moved when he moved to the united states he originally went to montverde academy and then transferred mm-hmm. from there to like another place and then mm-hmm. went to kansas and this was like all in the span of like three years he moved from right. africa to Mount Verde to what I forget the name of the high school he went to after that, and then the Kansas, and then the Philadelphia, and it's like, yeah, you know, he like That's barely tough. spoke. He barely spoke English at the beginning of it, and like didn't yeah. know anybody. Yeah, 
did barely played basketball. Played basketball for like honest. one year before. Yeah. yeah, before he came over. Just like, and now he's the best player in the world. He's the most unguardable player in the NBA. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy how that works. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for this week's episode yeah. of the Stretch Four podcast. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to plug my, my sub stack. I'm going to yeah. put it in the description of this episode. Uh, if, if, if you like my, my stupid, uh, thoughts on the podcast, you're going to love my stupid <laughs> thoughts in writing. Uh, you're going to love when I get an idea and then think too much about it and, and write, write a thousand words on, on some nonsense thought I had or some paragraph in a book that stuck out to me or sometimes a thing about sports or sometimes funny stuff that I think but the link's in the description of the episode click that and subscribe and tell some friends about our podcast Keenan what yeah. do you want people to know tell tell us that you're listening what do I want people to know um I want people to know that uh you know you set a lot of goals probably a couple of weeks ago and this is where folks New Year's resolutions and 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 such intentions and whatnot start to break down. Um, if you're still going strong, fantastic, keep it up. Um, if you've fallen off of your resolution wagon a little bit, don't panic. It's mid January, mid to late January. There's still plenty of year left for you to accomplish what you set out to do. So if you haven't accomplished it in the first three weeks of the year. Don't worry. There's still 49 left. Um, yeah. Nice. Keep at it. A nice message. Yeah. To everyone out there trying to, trying to get through life one day at a time. You know, try, everybody out there trying to accept themselves for who they are, but also get a little bit better. Is that contradictory? No, it's not. It might seem it. But it's not. Yeah, both not, things not, both things can be true. It. It's, it's Schrodinger's self-improvement. 